What's up, everybody? Hello. Yeah. Hello and welcome to uh, FOH. It's a service industry podcast. And me, <laughs> I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> that little turn. I liked it. Yeah, I was going for a whole new, like, terrible vibe. Yeah, that's very, um, like... <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna ma- spin one for yeah, you exactly yeah, yeah. <clears throat> thought i'd try it out and uh, never do it again um <laughs> and it was tried and, and you know this is where kelly and i come to fail publicly sometimes and it's good for us right yeah this is this is where we can do that so i think i think we're both <laughs> We both have kind of high regard of our own intellect, so sometimes it's good to take yourself down a peg, you know? Yeah, I've been a fucking idiot a lot lately, so it's, uh, I'm, okay, message received, you know? Uh, I'm ready to go back up again. Yeah, I, um, I found, um, an ingrown nipple hair Uh last week, and I was like, you're trying to keep me humble, and I get it, I get it. You don't have to go to such length. This is enough. This is enough. This is enough. Um, very fun. Um, Kelly, you just came back from a cool vacation. Yay! I went um, to visit a friend in New Orleans for a couple days. I was gone mm-hmm. for 10 days total. and um, Visited a friend in New Orleans for three days and then was in Mexico City for six days. Mm-hmm. And it was my first time in Mexico City, not my first time in New Orleans. And it was so fun. Yeah, it looked really fun. It was great. Two amazing food and drink places. Yes. Go. And we had so much. I went with my best friend and we had mm-hmm. so I much. I love it when you just always say best friend. I call you my best, best friend, friend too. I know. It's just weird. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I call lots of people my best friend. No, I know. You're not special. I know. <laughs> I mean, I know. It's been drilled into me constantly lately. I'm not special. Um, it was so much fun, though. And, yeah, Mexico City has, like, so much good food. Yeah. So many cool bars. Um, good wine. They have, like, there's, like, a, a burgeoning natural wine scene there. And they get imports that we don't get in the U.S. Cool. And so it was, like, really fun to see, like, producers that I am familiar with, but then wines that I had never seen yeah. from those producers. Right. That was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Guys go to Mexico city. It's as good as people say it is. Yeah. I really want to go just been to the, the beach, beach towns, mm-hmm. not the, not the ciudad, if you will. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me. My impulse is to, to do only beach vacations. Cause I love yeah. the beach so much. No, this is this is branching out for you. It really is. I was like, <laughs> okay, walking shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Where's the water? Where's the water? <laughs> um, that sounds. You seem refreshed. Yes, I feel very refreshed. Good. It's hard sometimes not to spiral in New York. Yeah. You know, where you're like, yeah, what am I doing? I'm gonna be priced out. I'm an alcoholic. No one's going to love me. I'm going to piss my pants at the Grammys. That's from A Star is Born, which you did not see. (laughs) I will not be saying. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a constant. You're constantly in motion when you live here Mm -hmm. because you have to be. Yeah. Shark mode. Yes. Constantly. Yes. So, yeah, it's nice to take a break from, like, just, like, the grayness and the motion that's here. Yeah. 
And also, it's like fucking February, so... Yeah, and that's spring, because Mexico City is obviously much closer to the equator. That's yeah. spring there. Now, I did not know that. <laughs> now. Now. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So, gorgeous weather. Yeah. Wow. Really lovely. That's great. Did you try your hand in Espanol? A little bit. Mm. A little bit. I'm not very good at Spanish, but I am pretty good at French. So, the problem is that... <laughs> Whenever I would get drunk, I would be like, well, it's basically the same language. Sure. You're like, romance, I gotcha. <laughs> and then start speaking French, and people were like, no. No. And also, it's not even like fluent, perfect French, where like maybe people could. They're like, so this still bad French. I'm supposed to translate into Spanish somehow? But pretty much everyone there does speak English. Yeah. So... Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> thankfully. Yeah, thankfully for you. For me. I'm like, papas fritas. <laughs> Por favor. Muy bien. <laughs> yeah, I mean, food, definitely I have that down. Oh, yeah. But, oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I learn a lot of, uh, the, the cool thing is, is like obviously studying any language in school, you don't get like the cool slang, mm-hmm. which now I know because I work with like, 18 year old yeah like children from mexico that are like uh-huh. now i know how to say everyone's gay Every, right. you know i know yeah. all of the good stuff i was um we went to a luchador and we went on a guided luchador experience mm-hmm. um through airbnb you know it's called yeah. uh yeah. being human okay <laughs> um <laughs> and um and she was like she was like so there's you're gonna hear some expressions and she's like i just want like everyone to know and she was like um does anyone know what puta means and i was like pussy and she was like oh, yeah that's right that's right that's what it means. because you and i famously are nerds on any kind of guided tour <laughs> yes. and in this case it was you screaming pussy yeah. when then normally it would be like uh the count of monte cristo or yeah like- <laughs> It was, it was, uh, anyway. That's incredible. Wow. It was, it was great. Fun. Well, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a mixed emotions to be back, but I know. Mostly happy. I know. Well, we have to give the people this podcast that they so dearly need. It's also like <laughs> 10 days when Sophie and I went, we were like, so like, we'll, we'll definitely like make some of our own food in Mexico city. It'll be fun. Like we can go to Mercado's and get ingredients and like, that'll be like nice and we can like relax that way. And it's like, we obviously did not do that. So I spent yeah fully two weeks, not only eating. It gets restaurants really tiring. Or, after, yeah. yeah. And you're just like, please give me a salad. Like, yeah. For the love of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it's good to be back too to just be like, oh yeah, I make my own food. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, How are you? I'm fine. Yeah, everything uh, kind of kept on ticking while you were gone. Surprisingly, yeah. Um, I had a comedy show last night where the audience just straight up hated me while I was hosting. My yeah. friend Emily and I, they were like, we do not like you. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you guys aren't laughing. I'm going to go home and stick a little needle in my thigh. Didn't think that was funny either. <laughs> kind of every way I tried to get them, didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's how I've been. Um, <laughs> feeling, that about sums it up. Feeling great about all my talents right now. Um, service story, though, I think I have one. Are we going into that now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah great. Um I, uh, one, I had this woman, um, 
sitting, I guess it was like Friday or Saturday night, whatever. It was busy. <clears throat> I see this woman wave me down. It's two women eating dinner, like waving me from behind the bar and like none of the servers were paying attention. Mm. I was like, fine, I'll go over there. Yeah. And she's like <laughs> sticking her finger into the middle of a piece of fish, like jabbing it over and over again. She's like, this is cold. This is so cold. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. 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 Let's take a breather here. Take your finger out of the entree for a moment because what the fuck are you doing? Like we're all good. Not an, she was like probably my, like not, yeah. not an old person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, so sorry about that. Like, absolutely. We'll take this away. We'll, you know, throw it in the microwave. <laughs> Get you another frozen dinner out. Pop, well, sorry, we didn't microwave this one for long enough. Um, so, anyways, I take it back. Apparently, it was the second dish that they had sent back for not being hot enough. I was like, I don't know if you want like a sizzling fajita tray or something, but this is not the restaurant. She's like, for if you. I don't hear it, uh, kind of as it approaches the table, if it's not a skillet, put down. I I don't know hibachi. Like, what what are we expecting here? It's not. We're not meeting those expectations clearly. Anyway, so she'd sent back two fish dishes separate fish dishes that weren't hot enough. I'm like, most, like, you don't get piping hot fish. You know what I mean? It'd be a warm broth, kind of a warm, it's a warm, it's like slightly warm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyways. And she goes, I go back over there to like, I don't know, run a drink or something. And she's like, I promise I'm not trying to be like high maintenance at all, you know? And then she goes, I'm friends with and drops the owner's name. And I was like, Oh, Oh, you're not trying to be high maintenance. You just wanted to drop the little note that you're friends with the owner. And then she goes, is someone new in the kitchen? I was like, you need to back the fook off, please. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's Again, another thing of like, I mean, I'm not crazy and like high maintenance, like, other people it's just simply like there's someone new in the kitchen i've yeah. been here before i was like what the fuck girl truly high maintenance people don't need to explain that they're not high maintenance because you just aren't yeah there's no sort of explanation if needed if you're a chill dude you're chilling you're, you're chill like <laughs> if uh, a chill person would not jab their entree repeatedly in front of my eyes yeah very infrequent do my fingers come in contact with my food at all. Oh <laughs> my god. Say, so You crazy. know, unless I'm eating chicken tenders. I'm also like, you're drinking a dirty, a filthy, dirty vodka martini. How can you even taste what your food... How can you even taste your food? You don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Anyways, it was very funny to me. I was like, alright, babe. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I, I had to do one of those faces that is just such a mixed, it's like feigning, at, like I'm being like absolutely professional, but mm-hmm. kind of in an almost over the top way to let you know that I think you're completely ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Did you see um, <laughs> your friend Braun retweeted a um, video of like, it's January Jones and she's sitting at a bar and she's like crying. She's like, do you have kids? <laughs> Best fucking thing I've ever done. But then, like, the extra who's, like, playing the bartender. I don't know if he's not SAG or something. Just walks 
turns around. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. I don't know what it's from. I don't know where the clip is from. I don't know like <laughs> the context of it, the editing. It's just, he's like, and turned away. <laughs> That's what you did. That's very funny. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you for your emotional outburst. Re this dish. Um, very fun stuff. Anyways, um, any about for you any service stories? Well, I only have worked one day since being back, which yeah. was Saturday night. Which is it's always sort of like rough to re-enter. So it was like, I couldn't get in a good rhythm and yeah. I couldn't like win in there over any of my tables. And, um, and there's like a way, like I work at a place like most places now where it's like, you're encouraged to like order many things and share. And like some of the plates are going to be smaller and some are going to be larger. And like, that's <clears throat> right. what restaurants are like now it's 2020, yeah. whatever. You're not going to eat enough food at the restaurant. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're going to be starving. It's 2020. <laughs> okay. Um, but so yeah, all my tables were like, so should we get, um, six oysters and we'll get one beef skewer and, uh, we'll leave. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. Weird. Um, so one of the tables that was doing that were, we have like a, it's an appetizer and it's like beef skewers. It's literally three beef skewers. Yeah. Probably two ounces of meat. Sure. It's also like $14. Like it's sure. not, you're not confused about what it is. Right, right, right. And this guy was like, I'm going to do that with my entree. And I was like, certainly, uh, I would, if you're feeling peckish, I would get a little more. <laughs> um, and they were like, no, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they were idiots. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I don't really like these guys. And then I walked over and, um, there, it was two men and a woman. And the woman was like, um, he's the only reasonable person uh, on the stage. And I just think like, of course he didn't perform well in that debate. It was his first one. He's just warming up and I fully expect to see him, you know, and the next one be ready to go. And I was like, Oh <laughs> my God. I was like, that's what's going on here. It's all coming together. Bloomberg supporter. Sure. Sure. Which needless to say, <clears throat> If you're a Bloomberg supporter in New York, you're either very rich or you've lived in New York for 15 minutes. Yeah. And so you don't understand yeah. who he is as a person. Right. And it is not, as I was telling Lillian, right before I left for the trip, I got into a kind of a confrontation with some regulars about um, Bloomberg. And I just am like, I it, the fact that anyone in New York is, oh, I didn't even tell you the worst part of it, which I'll tell you off air because it's like actually really bad. Okay. Um, and, uh, or I'll just tell you on air. <laughs> Why not? Um, these people were like, who are regulars and we were, it was the night of the New Hampshire primary and they're Warren supporters and they told us that. And, and I'm on, I'm like, fine. Like I'm not, first yeah. of all, I'm at work. Right. So it's not, if maybe if I was off work, I would kind of roast you a little bit for that, but I'm at work. I'm just like, Oh, great. Um, and, and also no offense, but your candidate <laughs> coming in fourth in every state. Yeah. Not exactly, <laughs> not exactly feeling the need to knock you down a peg. But then they did that thing that people who don't support Bernie love to do to Bernie supporters and be like, are you going to vote for whoever the democratic nominee is? Are you going to do that? And, um, and I was like, um, no, I was yeah. like, no, not necessarily. 
And, um, and it came around to Bloomberg and I was like, no, I will not be voting for him. Right. And they were like, I know people who have been stop and frisked and they would still vote for Bloomberg. And I was like, how do you, you, when he declared that he was running, you picked up the phone, called every black man, you know, Jesus. and said, Hey, little query, you going to vote for Bloomberg? Like, I was like, no, wow. you don't know that. How would you know that? That's crazy. I was like, either you're a fucking psychopath and you did ask, like, you got like a special Rolodex for <laughs> what this particular situation, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Or I was like, you may have made your friends feel so uncomfortable that you did ask them that. And they're like, uh, sure lady. Yeah. The white woman who's asking me if I would vote for Bloomberg over Trump. Also, I was like, why do you know if your friends, like, I was like, all your friends, you like census. Hey, did you get stop and frisked in 2013? No, that is so weird. So anyway, Bloomberg is the specter that's haunting New York ATM. I know. I had to say the same thing that I wouldn't vote for him. And it makes people really angry. And I'm like, I don't get it. Sorry. Won't apologize though. No. Okay. Okay. Um, yikes. Anyways. Well, that's hilarious. You've been, you've, you've served like the political spectrum at your restaurant. Yeah. People are talking about people. I don't, people don't talk about it where I work. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I love to mix it up. I mean, I would, well, whatever i mean like i don't notice guests talking about it yeah i guess yeah i think um i don't know a lot of guests are talking about it in my restaurant yeah they tried well i had another instance where someone tried to talk it just it doesn't go well and i don't want to do it anymore especially when (laughs) i'm like fucking working for tips yeah it's a it's a tricky arena (laughs) i think that's why even like because there were regulars that i was like Normally at work, I'm just like, yeah, you have to be. Yeah. I mean, respect if that's, if you're trying to canvas your tables, but, um, not me. (laughs) I got enough to do. Yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Got to clear all these teeny little plates. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Everything that comes out of my kitchen, which is underground. (laughs) Got to run up the stairs with 15 small plates of (laughs) God only knows what. Oh Lord! You know, <clears throat> I don't have time. Yeah, I I was telling Kelly that during the Nevada primary, the little like uh, push notification came up on my POS that was just like Bernie won Nevada, and I was just like, yeah, and I like let out like a visible like uh, you know, I was like, yeah, and this guy was like, oh, you excited for Bernie? And I was like, yeah, you know, I didn't want to like get into it. He's like, oh, uh, do you work for his campaign? I was like, yeah, I work for his campaign, which is why I'm bartending <laughs> during the Nevada fucking You're like, a camera crew's going to come in <laughs> soon and uh, interview me um, because I'm the director of his campaign. <laughs> so funny. I was like, no. Um, anyways. Good stuff. Good stuff. It's making everyone crazy, including us, of course. I mean, yes, clearly. But I have been um, feeling really good and inspired. Me too. Me too. As opposed to like terrified when it was just like neck and neck with Pete for a while. I was like, I don't like this at all. I think, um, yeah, and like I'm excited to be able to switch into the language of of welcoming people. Yes, exactly. As opposed to like a hostile language. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, anger and like, uh, 
passion can be channeled health in a healthy way and in a productive way. Yeah. And right now I'm trying to do that, but I'm not succeeding all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I and mean, it's yeah, tough. it would be good because it's going to be a positive, it's a positive uh, turn when that happens. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that it's, it's, it's just like a, yes, it's a lot of possibility. And I think it's like, <clears throat> it's exciting to me, not only, um, to get people on board with Bernie's campaign, but to get them thinking about the ideas that the campaign is forwarding. Yeah. And like, that's, what's exciting is like specifically around worker power yeah. and labor is like, I'm, I, it's like very exciting. I mean, like in the New Hampshire debates, like him saying to Michael Bloomberg, like right. you didn't make that money. Your workers, did. your workers did like so many people are not familiar with that, like theory and that like theory of how like wealth is accumulated and, um, and just to have it like so simply distilled that that's like genuinely yeah. exciting. To no, me. absolutely. Absolutely. And mm. excited to, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in that vein, vein, yeah. <laughs> um, we are going to talk about the culinary union in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a huge part of, um, Bernie's victory mm-hmm. in Nevada and kind of what that means and what they're all about. I didn't know a ton about them and, and looking them up. I was like, this is like really fucking cool. It's a very interesting story. Yeah. Their whole legacy and history is fascinating. I am. Um, one of the things that it brought up for me is that I can't wait for the Harry Reid biopic mm. um, that presumably yes. <laughs> has to come out soon. Like he is the most fascinating character to me. Yeah. Um, like a swinger, you know, mm-hmm. not sexually, but he's a, a yeah. hitter. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, he ran the like UFO, like love observatory committee, blah, blah, for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dealings with the mafia. My kind of guy called Obama clean. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like this is a fascinating mind. <laughs> and I, that was like one of the things <clears throat> like reading about the strikes in the nineties and stuff. I was like, when do I get my... How can I get my hands on the <laughs> screenplay rights? <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. Again, another great idea from... Uh, from the minds. From the minds. Yeah. From the minds. I mean, Adam McKay, what's your next project? Let's get this Harry Reid picture moving. fucking talk. Um, okay, so should we give a little background? <laughs> yes. Okay, great. <laughs> 25 minutes into this podcast. Um, so... Culinary Union uh, includes, you know, back of house, front of house, hotel workers, um, like, I don't know, just anything. Oh, yeah, I think like valets are in it, too. Yeah, it's all of the functions of, obviously, what's huge in Las Vegas, which are all of those tourist, like, hotel, huge, enormous complexes, essentially. Yeah, so it's roughly 60,000 rank and file members of the union. Right. And one of their, um, like, signature chief, I don't even know yeah. how to describe this, but um, is that they have their own clinics and their own, they, the healthcare that they have is very good and they have organized and, like, their healthcare pays for the clinics that yes. their members go to. Oh, right, like, they work in the, cl- it's, like, for them, by them yes. clinics. FUBU. Yeah, it's FUBU <laughs> for this union, which is exciting. <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
So just kind of remember that is an important part of the history of the culinary union. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so okay. they have really great health care, and that's obviously one of the many advantages for a lot of unions. It's not always the case, but in this particular union, it's, it's a huge It's a part. huge, huge deal for you, for your children. Um, it's Everything's essentially free for the most part. If you want, I accidentally, in trying to research this topic, read an Intercept article that is a full breakdown of their member benefits. And I was like reading it, like waiting to get to analysis. And I was like, so that's the dental, the uh. vision. Okay, so that's if it's a non... Why did they... And it's literally a full breakdown of their member benefits. Because it was like they were trying to say, like, these are all their member benefits, and this is how it would compare to Medicare uh-huh. for All. Uh-huh. And I was <laughs> like, okay, so if it's a non-PPO provider, but recommended by a PPO... I was, like, reading their benefit, and I was... 20 minutes later, I was like, I don't need to read this. <laughs> this is not... Yeah, this it's is It's on the Intercept, detailed. if you're interested. Um, But, so, they... Um, they had, there's an enormous strike that happened in 1991 for, it went on for six years. Um, which means people had to show up for like, you can get, um, like $200 a week pay if you strike for 30 hours a week, basically put in full time striking. Um, so they had to get, you know, second jobs and, um, so, and people were, tourists would confront the strikers and like throw things at them pour water on there them. Were fights, there like, were fights. People got arrested. Yeah. Like it was not, not a peaceful. This isn't the fucking writer strike. <laughs> right. In 2001. Okay. This is like <laughs> truly a confrontation. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, and so just kind of as an example of how much they fucking wanted their shit back. <laughs> like yeah. you can imagine six years of that. You know, I don't think I want anything enough to five for six years. Six years. God, no, no results. <laughs> I mean, that's comedy for me, essentially. <laughs> that's, that's true. If you think now, about it, there's some kind of zero. I'm not hearing anything. <laughs> Just you know, relax. knock, knock. I'm not even showing up for 30 hours on that. All right. <laughs> I'm definitely yeah, not were, getting two hundred dollars a week. If you were sure. putting in thirty hours a week to comedy, you would be famous. Famous. Yeah, I was trying to think of a famous comedian, and then I couldn't think of anyone. I was like, "God damn, no, they're all bad." So it's I saved my my eternal soul has been saved, but I am. Uh, anyways, um, I love to make a union slash comedy analogy to make it more digestible for you guys. <laughs> You might not understand what we're talking about unless I put it in personal terms. Um, yeah. So then the, um, the, the union leadership, normally they do endorse a candidate and then they didn't endorse anyone, but they all, they like have been for many years and they're so powerful that it like always fucking works. Yeah. Like they get like things, they like flipped blue, they flipped whole state blue. Like they're a very powerful voice. Yes. And so they, not, they didn't endorse any candidate, but they did explicitly come out against Sanders saying Medicare for all would end your health care. Right. Which is true in a certain sense. Right. And not. Right. And so, um, but they were really aggressively campaigning against Sanders, the, yes. the union leadership. And so it was this big question. And then there was sort of like, I mean, who knows like all these conflicts between like Sanders supporters and 
pretty much everyone else, it's like the way the media covers it, it's, you always have to take it with a grain of salt. Sure. And so then the media was covering that Sanders supporters were having confrontations with union members over, you know, who was the best candidate and healthcare and blah, blah, blah. And so people didn't know going in. I mean, obviously Sanders was projected to win Nevada, but right. But this was like such a huge part of it. Um, and obviously this union feels extremely strongly about all the things they fought really hard for. So of course that's going to be an issue with them. Um, but what's really cool and really exciting and very touching and like such a fucking testament to the power that we all have. Yeah. Um, sorry. I like fucking, it's so moving to me. It's like so incredibly moving is that people were like, even if this gets taken away from me, I want other people to have this healthcare. And that's ultimately what is so fucking important. And the fact that they went against their leadership yeah. and fucking were like, no, even if this means we get worse healthcare, we're still going to get good healthcare. And this means other people can get it too. And that's just like the whole fucking thing of it, you know? Yeah. It's really beautiful. And I thought too, like, um, we read this article in the New York times called what Medicare for all means after a six year strike for health benefits by Jennifer Medina. And it was like, these people who are like, well, the union taught me to fight. Exactly. And I'm going to cry. No, I know. I know. (laughs) And they were like, the union is what taught me to fight. And like, that's what I see in Bernie Sanders. And that's like what I want to do now. Yeah. And I think that is really moving. And I think that's like what the campaign is about to me is like, like that same organizing strategy that the union had, like bringing that to people and bringing that language to people. And it's just really cool to see. It's really cool. It's, it's very powerful. I've not seen anything like this before. And, and that it was such a decisive victory too, that it wasn't like, okay, like he had 21% and Pete Buttigieg had, you know, 20 and Warren had 18. Like it was like, yeah, this is like, like by a 20 point margin. Yep. Like carried Nevada. And I think it's also just like we were saying in our episode where we were talking about why we back Bernie and stuff. I can't remember what the actual topic was. Who knows? Um, But like that I think is like, the more important message of the campaign. And like, obviously I support Bernie as a candidate, but he is just a candidate and he's one person. But like, I think the overarching message of struggle and um, that like agitation. And that's who we should be looking to because right, as you said, these people have been doing this for a long fucking time and they're really, really good at it. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was great to see. Yeah. It was really it was so cool because Nevada obviously has their um, caucus on a Saturday. Yeah. So it was like all these hotel workers like in their uniforms and like at work, like yeah. in their workplaces. Right. Cause like the caucus sites are like in the hotels. Yeah. And like all these people like in their uniforms, like decisively going for Bernie. I was like really I know. moved. Yeah. No, totally. Um, yeah. It's really, it's really special moment. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. And I feel, um, 
yeah, it's it's just whatever, not to be cheesy, but it's inspiring, like truly in the truest sense of the word, it really is. Yeah. Um, which is like something I have not felt, I don't know, ever <laughs> with, yeah. like, with like a basic fucking general election. Like, why would totally. I fucking feel that way ever? Why? For what? You yes. know? <laughs> and I think that like, obviously we want to like, avoid a cult of personality and um, not, I mean, I support Bernie as a candidate. I try not to be one of these people who's like, yes, zaddy Bernie. No, it's no. Like, like, for the most part, it's corny. And of course. It's not, <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah. But um, it's, it is, sometimes you look at these pictures of these rallies and these rooms and it, it's hard not to like really like feel for this campaign. Exactly. But it's, but again, the thing that is so exciting is it's not just about him. Yeah. That's what, the, I mean, what we're talking about is him, but it's not, it's, it's all of this energy and these ideas and these like commitments. And that is what it's about. And it's like, that's what you can feel connected to. If you don't feel connected to him personality wise. And why would you, and who fucking cares? Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. You want to see something that's fucking inspiring. That's like real fucking working people and real families and fucking people who give a shit about your life. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's all it's fucking about. Like what else are we doing here? This fucking grand experiment called America. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so true. And so wise. High school debate. Thank you <laughs> so much. Um, I'll never forget the debate I lost, uh, Reaffirmative action. It haunts me to this fucking day. Wow. Because I was arguing with a true racist. It should the stakes mm. the stakes felt very high and personal. And as we all know, I don't react well right. under a very right. like intensely, you know. Didn't feel like a game, Kelly. Didn't yeah. Didn't feel like an exercise. It felt like I was fighting for the real thing. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. For sure. It's also um it was the nineties. We did stuff like that back then. It's you know. very hard to uh, the problem with like that framing it as a debate, you're like, oh, you're racist. So, no, yeah, like, I don't know. It's like, the same I, thing was like they were like, now we would never talk about abortion. I'm like, then why are we talking about race related shit either? <laughs> it's like nobody. This is not a good thing for mm-hmm. fucking sixteen year olds to be screaming at each other about <laughs> in the South. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you <laughs> for hosting the debate club. <laughs> Now I will be remembering this 15 years later as a grown woman. <laughs> I lost. The quote that I lost, you know, I remember it all. It's very vivid. Anyways. But the bottom line is this is a, a very fucking cool thing to see. And you should read more about it um, and learn more about this. this For year. sure. It's very, it's just very cool. And I think that um, if you, like me, did not support Bernie Sanders in 2016, mm-hmm. Um, not that I was against Bernie Sanders. I just I was, didn't. I was drunk. I was basically completely apolitical <laughs> at that time. <laughs> Oddly enough. Like I was like, kill dude. Um, I just, I only cared about politics in so far as I wanted to impress men. Sure. And like, I watched the West wing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm an anarcho syndicist. Like, sure. You know no. what I mean? No, like, no, no. I know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I think this is something that like, I, I truly believe 
you know, whether you want to say as a politician that he's grown as a policymaker is, is his personal beliefs as a candidate. He's grown so much yes. and his, his public presence, um, people talk about his consistency a lot and obviously that's admirable and, and something that should be acknowledged, but I think his growth weirdly has not been acknowledged. Mm. And as a candidate, he's grown so much. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, whether you think he lost Nevada fairly, uh, last time, but he has done the work to organize and to speak to the issues that people care about. And he's um, like given people a, a forum and a place to organize each other. And, and like with the language other. to talk about it, because that's really important too, to like have an anger and a feeling and like this injustice, but not know why and not, or not, not, but yeah. you know what I mean? To be like, Oh, the, here are some reasons why. And this is what I want to see change. And, and yeah, and exactly. That you can then say, this is what I want to see change. And this is how it's going to happen. Exactly. That we organize each other and we agitate and we, and we get to a place of change. And, and I think that is really powerful too. And that's a great way to also talk to people who don't support Bernie and say, this is a different campaign than it right. was four years ago. And yeah. he's a different candidate and there is a place for you. And also that the plans and the structure has been there all along in like unions that are so important to like what has made us this country, you know, not that this is a great country, whatever, whatever, whatever you think, but it's like, this has been the way to do things for so long. And we've forgotten that. Yes. And healthcare. I mean, just like also healthcare is just another way that management can break the back of the union. And so if you take that away, yeah. you take away another fucking bargaining chip mm-hmm. that they have, that management has when they say, well, we can take away your health care. You can turn around and say, no, you fucking can't. Guess what, bud? Yeah. <laughs> middle fingy. Here's a little middle finger for you. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Double birds, you know? Yeah. yeah. Flipping them the bird. Can't wait. Anyways. Anyway. Um. It's emotional. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's very emotional. In the best fucking way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, Yeah, people helping other people, turns out, moving. We love to see it. Wow. Um, Anyways, we hope we haven't alienated all of you, but hopefully not. And if we have, you know, reach out to us and we'll talk to you. That's true. If you support someone stupid like Pete Buttigieg... (laughs) Reach out to me and we can talk about it. Give me a little wrinkle dingle. <laughs> I'll pick it up, I promise. <laughs> it's like scam likely. I'm like on the phone with like Michigan like, scam. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I told people from Did the Did you podcast, read that Washington Post article on his military service? It's completely fabricated. They're like they're like, we just want your social security number. I... They're like, so yeah, uh, Con Ed's going to turn off your power if you don't Venmo me $600, whatever. <laughs> Kelly was here when you were here, right? Yes. These fucking kids knocked on my door. Okay. And let's just back quick background is that, you know, I am like, I love listening to like true crime stuff, not necessarily just murder stuff. Kind of crime in general is interesting, whatever, whatever. 
So I like to think of myself as a little bit savvy, you know, when it comes to these things. And these fucking kids knock on our door where I'm like, we're about to record. And he's like, okay, so um, a lot of kids around here have been getting asthma. And I was like, oh my God. He's like, yeah, a lot of kids getting asthma. It's pretty bad. Um, Anyways, we're trying to do this uh, green energy and I'm just going to need your latest bill with all of your information. If you don't have that social security number will be great. I was like, totally understand a hundred percent. I get it. I don't want kids to have asthma. I'm like looking for something. And then like, I don't remember what eventually he was like, uh, you know what? Never mind. It's fine. Cause I could Yeah. You were it. like rooting around for the bill and you're like, maybe I should call my boyfriend. Like he pays the bill. So maybe it's like <laughs> under his name. So like, let me check with him. And he like, I think got spooked. Cause I think he thought you were like on to him, but it was not that. Oh no, I had no idea. And then I was just like, okay, bye hon. <laughs> he was like, and also he's doing so <laughs> good luck with the asthma. <laughs> And then I told my boyfriend, Ted was like, are you fucking crazy? He was like, yeah, they were trying to scam you. You let them into your apartment. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, oh, fuck. You're like, right. Uh, I don't know. You throw the asthma stuff. I'm hooked. Heartstrings pulled. Considering pulled. Play a symphony on those heartstrings are so taut. Uh, Unbelievable. Oh Anyways, folks, there's kids out there with little lanyards. Can you, if you can believe it, they even got laminated lanyards. or trying to get your social security number. Sunnyside Queens. Please be careful. Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. <clears throat> well, we'll do another, like, dumbass episode next week. I'm sure of it. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we will deliver on that. A hundo percent. Um, in the meantime, we thank you all so much for listening. Love you. We love you. Please review, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like to become a Patreon member, imagine this times one fucking thousand. Uh-oh. And you get to pay for it. So that's very <laughs> exciting for you. Um, and we love you guys. Alrighty. Bye. Bye-bye.